Welcome to Bachelor Banter. A wine-induced podcast discussing all things bachelor and bachelorette. I'm one of your hosts, Jade, an absolute bachelor addict. And I'm the other host, Dave, a bachelor virgin. (laughs) Pour yourself a glass of whatever you enjoy and enjoy the show. Cheers. Cheers. Well, here we are. We're back again, Jade, for the no- another episode of Bachelor of South Africa. Now, we've got the final two dates. We're meeting the families here. We started off with Gillian. So what did you make of that date first? So one of the things that Gillian didn't tell Mark, apparently she didn't tell him a couple of things, but she loves photography as a hobby. So she took her- him for his own photo shoot with a gigantic teddy bear. <laughs> that was cool. What, what, what did, would you think about that type of date? Well, I don't know. I think the poor guy's probably had so many cameras in his face. I think he was probably kind of hoping for maybe not having his photograph taken, but um, <laughs> that, that would just be me. Um, and also, I can't pose for shit, so <laughs> I get really awkward in front of cameras. Yeah, I guess for Mark, it's a bit of a busman's holiday, isn't it? It's just what he does for his day job. So I, I think it was more, though, about just Gillian expressing, you know, this is one of the big things that I'm passionate about in my life. And, and you know, when we get onto the social media stuff, I, I can't help but feel that through this whole process, Mark's had to whittle down the girls from 22 girls to, you know, we've got the final four now. Final three. Well, well, after yeah, this spoilers. <laughs> after the at the end of the episode, we're down to three. But you're not going to know everything about every girl when you send them home. And I thought, honestly, I thought it was a weird comment that, oh well, you know, she doesn't uh, hasn't told me anything about social media or whatever. It's like, does that come up in conversation? Like when well, certainly not the dates we we've seen. From what he says, it's like she told him that she wasn't on social media but I mean we do have this interview with Gillian Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to release this one first or that one first but Gillian has said to us that you know she'd love to go back into the archives and find out where exactly she said she wasn't on social media all the girls are on social media so it doesn't really make a lot of sense but I feel like as I, I think maybe Mark was worried that maybe she was wanting to grow her social media following or in it for the wrong reasons, which clearly she wasn't, but, you know. Yeah, it was just really odd, wasn't it? I mean, we see this, definitely see it on the likes of Love Island, where they start off with a pretty big Instagram following anyway, and then they just want to get it bigger and bigger. So I, I don't know. I just think in 2020... Are there that many people, you know, under the age of 50, not on social media? It it just struck me as an odd thing to trigger him. But he definitely, he got hung up on it all through the episode. Yeah, it really, really bothered him. But what did you make of him meeting her mother? I thought um, I thought it went okay. I mean, the mother was very reserved at first, wasn't she? You know, but then she seemed to warm up to him a bit after that. I mean, she said, you know, he he's a, seems like a good person and he's got a good heart. And so, yeah, I, I thought that went okay. I, I didn't feel it was kind of as warm and opening as, uh, say, the Bridget date. I think that's probably still the one that I hold up, you know, that seemed the most natural. But what what did you make of it? I just, I was giggling quite a lot when 
so Gillian's chatting to her mum and she's like, so what do you think of him? And she goes, oh, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was early on, wasn't it? That, that was <laughs> fairly early on. <laughs> I just thought that's not how you want to uh, be perceived fine. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I, th- I also feel like, you know, the whole interracial relationship thing, you know, in, in a place like where we are right now, England, it's not such a big shocker. But in South Africa, I think it, it could be. And I feel like maybe the, their cultural differences is probably what's getting in their way a bit. Yeah, I mean, obviously you'd know more about that than I would. I mean, I, for me, you know, being brought up in the UK, it's not that weird. It's not that, uh, oh, not weird, probably not a great word, but just not, it's not that abnormal. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but he was he was asked about it, wasn't he? And, you know, it seems like, I, I couldn't quite tell. Did Mark say he'd already been in an interracial couple? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so for him, I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, but you never know what's going on in his head there. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, one of my best friends, Coco, she's coloured. And so she's got, I think, a, a black father and a colored mother and she married this wonderful white guy called Paul and they're amazing together and they've got this beautiful child yeah you know I think that hopefully as the years go on people will stop thinking it's so weird yeah and as you saw this on on the lights of love is blind didn't we when uh, one of the chaps was getting a grill in from the father and saying like it's it's actually it's not just about you two. It's about how you know you dealt with you deal with the outside world as well. So you know we, we don't want to completely ignore that. It, it isn't just about it wouldn't be just about Mark and Gillian. It, it is about the outside world, the environment they're in as well. Mm, it's like Meghan Markle and Harry. You know they get slated for just living and breathing. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yes, probably not a good example to say now. <laughs> Sorry. How acceptable it is in the UK, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, the royal family's always like they do the slightest thing wrong and uh, they're in the papers for it, but no, yeah. I know what you mean. What did you think about the Mauritia date moving swiftly onwards? Well, I think it's kind of very Mauricia, isn't it? You know, she seems up for doing all the fun stuff, the activities. One of the things that jarred with me a little bit is that Mark keeps getting hung up about Bridget taking in bowling and this whole friend zoning thing. And do you not think the rock climbing was equally a friendy thing to do? I think it kind of annoys me that Mark's so, like, holding on to the fact that Bridget chose that date because bowling is so much fun it's awesome it just kind of makes you be silly and have a good time together and laugh and play and that's the same with the rock climbing and yeah like yeah I don't don't see any difference at all yeah I I think it's it's one of those that I'd be quite happily I'd quite happily go on a date you know doing either of those activities or you know going with and doing it with friends as well so it, it just like I say, it is jarring that, that Mark keeps scratching away at that and holding it against Bridget a little bit, it seems. Whereas I, I, I don't think that's fair. But in terms of the day, I thought it went quite well. I think well, the he, fact... He sorry, liked it because he's he got to see her in those sexy little shorty shorts. 
Yeah, <laughs> very short shorts and very, very tight, weren't they? It was kind of spray on. I mean, uh, you know, he was he was holding on to that rope quite tightly and quite intensely, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their, their sexual chemistry is definitely so obvious. And the one thing that is nice about the rock climbing date is that it did have that team building element. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I think, I think as well, Mark's got an interesting perception around Mauricio that, you know, in, in the mansion, she was very quiet and introverted. And then he seems to think like he meets her for a one-on-one outside, you know, and, and on the rock climbing date and later when we get into meeting the parents. And he, he described her as an extrovert. And I just think there's something you're not getting there. Again, in that massive group setting where you've got lots of different ladies all looking absolutely stunning. I, I can imagine it's quite easy to sort of fade into the background and, you know, feel intimidated and just feel quiet and not not be bolshy and go up there like, you know, some more extroverted characters. So for me, all I'm seeing is that she's coming out of a shell. But Mark seems to be getting hung up that he's, see, he's almost signaling, it feels to me, that she's, you know, which is the real Mauricia? It seems like she's changing personalities, where, whereas I don't see it that way. She's just warmed up to you. Yeah, I think maybe she's just a slow burn. And, you know, at first she does come across hesitant, shy, um, and that concerned him. And now that she's breaking out, he's not quite sure which version of her is real. Yeah. And so when, when we ran a poll on, you know, who do you think is going to win? I, I think Mauricia came out. We didn't actually top the numbers up, but, you know, she seems to come up clear. again and again. Um, you know, I just think that, um, I don't know, if he's going to get hung up on that, then maybe she isn't quite the clear favourite that I, you know, well, I said Gillian would win, so maybe I'm best keeping my predictions to myself. But, <laughs> no, I, I just think it, it seems to be a silly little thing to get hung up on it and just misreading the situation for me. Yeah. And the other thing I think he's got a little bit of a concern about is the the age thing. He has mentioned the emotional maturity is something that's bothering him slightly. Yeah. And it, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because so when, when he gets to meet in the parents, I noticed there was plenty of wine at that table. I have to say, I was looking at it longingly. And <laughs> um, no, he, he mentioned about, you know, the emotional maturity and she's done lots of things. So, you know, she's She's more mature than her age would suggest. But when he's sort of meeting the parents, it was a bit of role reversal. It, it's a question about age that I would I would expect to come from the parents to him. But he was the one that brought it up. Mm-hmm. So I think he I think he possibly does have a little bit of a hang up about that as well. But then at the same time, what we see on the camera is things, you know, like him dropping little clues, saying that he's going to hold on really tightly when, you know, he's rock climbing with her. But the way he said, I'm holding on tight, it just seemed like a little bit of a, little bit of a, um, might be a red herring, who knows? Hmm. I'm not sure. I, I kind of, well, like I say, clearly my predictions are crap, so... <laughs> What did you think about the chat with Mauricia's friends when they, uh, I'm not sure if it was friends or her sisters or something, when they asked him to define the concept of love? Yeah, I think, 
I mean, his friends were a bit judgy. Uh, sorry, Mauricio's friends were a bit judgy. I thought they were very yeah. kind of reserved. And, you know, um, I, I think the the girl with the glasses, you know, she was definitely looking at Mark as if she's trying to size him up and, and you know, figure out, okay, what, what is this all about? And I don't really trust you. And I, I think he... He gave an okay answer, but I don't, I'm not sure what a good answer to that would be. But I don't think they were particularly won over by him. I think his parents were. Uh, sorry, Mauricio, I keep saying his. I think Mauricia's parents were won over by him. I'm not sure if uh, her dad's just trying to get her out the door, but, you know, he seemed more than anyone to warm up to Mark. But yeah. no, I'm not convinced about the friends. What, what do you think? I kind of felt like her friends were talking about Mauricia in front of her like she wasn't even there. It felt a bit weird yeah. for me. I'm not sure. And the way that Mark answered the concept of love thing, the most important thing is communication, which I agree with, but I do feel like he could have been a lot more romantic or maybe said something about his feelings towards Mauricia or something, you know, to make it a bit more personal. Yeah, it's not a fucking leadership seminar. <laughs> I mean, communication is just one of the things, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I don't know when you put on the spot, but I can't imagine to his to Mauricia's friends. I can't imagine what he would have said that would have won them over in that moment. They they mm. just seem to be. It's almost like Mauricia is the little girl. It's like she's the little sister or something, and she needs to be protected. And, and you're absolutely right about when, you know, they're talking about her as if she's not there. It's like she's this silly little girl who can't make her own mind up and stuff. And so they need to be there to protect her. So, yeah, a little bit odd for me. And I did find it odd, like you said, that, you know, her dad is the one that warmed to her the most. And that's not really often the case within a an Afrikaans family. The dad is a hard nut to crack, usually. So, yeah, it was it was quite surprising. Her parents seemed absolutely lovely. Yeah. And, I mean, they seem to switch. I've got no concept of this, so Afrikaans and, and what have you. So, But they seem to switch languages quite easily. They were speaking English and then switching to presumably Afrikaans. I didn't like that because Mark can't speak Afrikaans very well. And as someone that's British but grew up in South Africa, I'm so used to people doing that and it's really uncomfortable when you can't understand what they're saying right in front of you yeah yeah it's, it's the same with any language isn't it you it's know? quite rude yeah and, and it's not as if um sometimes like if i'm in a foreign country same in france or something and you're with people whose english well it's usually better a lot better than my french but they're not really comfortable with it then you know they might just say to you oh we're just going to discuss something in French, you know, in, in a polite way. But yeah, when it's just switched one to the other, it feels ignorant. It feel, the, the immediate thought is, well, they don't want me to hear this. <laughs> so they're going to yeah. discuss, you know, something between themselves. We, we didn't see any of that really, but, you know, it must have been a little bit uncomfortable for Mark there. I'm just glad that that wasn't the case within the mansion with the girls. You know, if there were any of the Afrikaans girls just switching languages all the time, it's just, it's not nice. I, yeah, don't like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think 
no, the dad, he's definitely keen to get rid of Mauricio. <laughs> so he's like, it's like probably after the shoot, you know, taking Mark down the pub and what have you. So, no, he, he definitely won the dad over. Yeah. But then we get to the rose ceremony, Jade. And, you know, it's at this point, I couldn't really tell how it was going, but he has a chat with Jason, doesn't he? And then, you know, reiterates some of the highlights that we've seen. I don't think there was particularly anything new in there. Yeah, um, it was all the, the same kind of concerns and stuff. What I did find absolutely bizarre was whoever chose the music when Mark was walking down to the girls, it, I don't know who it was, but it was the totally wrong music. It was like you were watching Superman or some kind of a comic thing. <laughs> it was you, you know what it was? It's just come to me. Pirates of the Caribbean. You expected Mark to swing in like Jack Sparrow or something, you know? That would have been awesome. I'd have watched that one again. <laughs> I'm gonna snort coffee up my nose. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, what the the big thing I took away from this rose ceremony is the fact that you know, obviously, yes, Jess are looked gorgeous in that red dress with the slits up the sides but he, she, she was the only one he whispered to when he offered her a rose you look great yeah yeah I noticed that as well I, I, it's again I can't call it but after my crap prediction um I can't see why he would go for Jess R Mm. she's obviously stunning she um you know she had that great connection with him early on but since then it seems to have all soured and just become you know it's accelerated a few phases you know uh, in terms of that relationship very very quickly and so but with that comment and the fact that she keeps just getting through I think if I was to call it right now I'd have to say Jess R just because it, it Leading up to the rose ceremony, he said it gave his concerns about Gillian and the whole social media thing. And again, I think he's obviously hung up on that perception. You know, he feel the words that he chose were something like, you know, she told him she wasn't on social media. Now we never saw any of that. It could have been an off camera thing. It, it seems like an odd thing to say and then just be so into it. But um, he'd raised that. He'd raised the thing about uh, Bridget and the bowling and the fact that it was kind of a friendy thing to do. Um, and we've spoken about Mauricio now. Clearly, there's a sexual attraction there, but he seems to have a bit of a hang up on her age or, or the age gap. So, I mean, that that only really leaves Jess R, doesn't it? Where, you know, he's not said too many negative things about. So, I mean, what do you think? He did say one new thing in this episode, which was that he worries that Jessar's mum wasn't talking to him during their hometown date. And that might have been a bit of a issue for him because he kind of wanted Jessar to swoop in and save him, uh, you know, or help him out with like kind of bonding with his with her mother. But she didn't really do that. So that was probably the mm. only other concern besides, you know, the whole uh, possibly ma manipulative side of her. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, it might be just the way I'm interpreting it, but that's small potatoes, isn't it? You know, if you if you don't have any concerns about the direct relationship, but you know, you you're worried because he couldn't read the mother, you know, and he doesn't know whether she was uncomfortable with him, with the situation, or whatever. I would have to think that every parent, to a degree, and it's just whether they show it or not, to a degree, everyone's got to be uncomfortable with it. Yeah. You've got this guy who's coming to meet, you know, potentially your daughter might end up with, or he might just kick her to the curb, because three out of four girls are going to leave, you know, and there's there's only one winner in it. So it is a fucking odd situation. So... Any parents got to be uncomfortable with it. And I just, I think Jess R's mum just wasn't very good at kind of hiding it. <laughs> so I, I think in the grand scheme of things, that, that's nothing. Well, and what, um, what do you think about the fact that Gillian went home? Again, I, I thought it, it was just strange, wasn't it? Again, the, the other thing he said, as well as the social media, he said kind of after dinner and whatever, everything cooled off. And then he sort of said that to her in the rose ceremony as well. And I don't know, honestly, Jade, I didn't like it because it, it made, it came across like he was almost blaming her. It was like she'd done something wrong. And so that's why she's been the one to miss out. Yeah. I I don't know. At best, I think it was unnecessary, Um, but you know that's just the way I see it so I mean what about yourself I think you know it's it's very sad for for Julian to leave because I to me she was so genuine and so pure and you know every time she came onto the camera oh <clears throat> losing my voice a bit sorry um every time she came onto the camera she was just like this light you know she had this big open smile gorgeous white teeth, like just full of bubbles and laughter and fun. And I think it'll be very sad to, to have the show without her now. But looking at the other, the three remaining girls, I predict that Mark definitely has a thing for blondes. So does the fact that the final three are all very, very similar and blondes give you that clue? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was trying to work out is Jess R actually blonde or is she sort of brunette? Mousy. Has it highlighted? Yeah, it's kind of, it's not quite it's... as as white blonde, is it, as, as the other two? But yeah, I mean, we started off, there were lots of different looking girls from lots of different cultural backgrounds. And, you know, we've ended up the final three all looking quite similar. So yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Well, um, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. I do have a few little things to um, to read out. So there's a message from Taryn Janssen. He said, hi there, just a small appreciation message. I'm a huge fan of The Bachelor South Africa. Hashtag wine me now. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> about two weeks ago, I started with your podcast and I loved it. It's filled with so much humor, honesty and lots of banter. Keep on shining. So that was a really nice message. You know, we really, really appreciate things like that coming through. And then Alari Triple Seven said that she really, really loves our podcast. So Aww. thank you to them. Thank you very much. That's lovely. 
yeah and we do you know <laughs> some of you are getting a little bit impatient with us wanting to bring this episode out so I hope that you're happy with we're it. struggling a bit today <laughs> well yesterday so yeah no no we, we love it and you know we'll be there now I do have to ask Jade is there one episode left or two I think there might be two I'm not I actually don't know with this season. It seems like they've really picked up their game from the first season and I kind of really hope that they do a reunion, but I'm not sure if they will because you know, lockdown and stuff, but let's wait and see. Yeah, it'd all have to be a, a conference call, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not nearly as much fun. But no. yeah, we'll we'll be there again next week and uh actually can't wait for it. So well, yeah. next week, uh, we'll be watching it on my birthday. So I Yay. get a Bachelor South Africa episode on my birthday. <laughs> Look at you. Happy birthday. <laughs> Best gift ever. <laughs> well, and we'll probably have a few drinks as well, I imagine. But that's but, not uh, unique yes. to your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Cool. Now, Jade, it has been lovely and... Uh, what I'd say to you out there is if you do enjoy the show, it'd be lovely. One of the free ways you can support the show is if you're listening through Apple Podcasts is to drop us a five-star review and that just helps us to grow and it helps us get us up the charts and what have you. So that would be lovely. Now, Jade, yeah. any final words for us? Just if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on uh, Instagram under Bachelor Banter Podcast or on Twitter under Banter underscore Bachelor or you could email us under Bachelor Banter Podcast at gmail.com. Now I put my predictions on the table. I said I, I think by process of elimination, I think Jess R might actually win now. Yeah, what I think, do you think? I, I think unfortunately the fact that Mark keeps going on about the Bridget uh, the Bridget friendship bowling thing, which makes no sense compared to the Mauricia date, I think it will be Bridget's time to go next week, which is going to break my heart. And then it'll be a Mauricia Jessar final, and then Jessar's going to take it, even though they were, Mauricia and Mark were seen in a very similar looking lift. <laughs> Yeah, apparently there's lots of lifts that kind of look the same though. So, I mean, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Jade, right. it has been lovely to talk to you. And I'll you speak too. to you next time. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>